Welcome to Real Testaments, the messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you as you listen. Amen. And then welcome to 2019 series on Relationship Simplified. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, it's going to be an exciting time. And we're going to learn a lot, a lot, a lot in the next few weeks. As a matter of fact, in all the Sundays and some of the Wednesdays too, for the month of August, we're going to be sharing on relationship issues because relationship is vital. Amen. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28 gives us an indication of the very first time God spoke about God's plan for the family. It's important for us to start here because uh, we had a very, very disturbing conversation on love nest sometime during the week where we reviewed some things that are happening right now in the world that a lot of us as Christians are not aware of. I think some of us are fighting the wrong battles. There are some things that have far more damaging impacts on our future than issue of headsmen and where the president comes from. You know, but we are spending more of our energies on those other things and then the enemy is subtly, quietly, systematically infiltrating the family system and is corrupting it big time. And so after that discussion, I made up my mind I was going to start from there. The family is the basic unit of society. And arguably, the family is its society's most important unit. It goes without saying that if you want to destroy society, the easiest thing to do is to destroy the family. When families prosper, society prospers. That's why even economists have learned that to know the purchasing power of a society, all you need to do is to gauge the purchasing power of the family. When most families are under poverty, it means that society is under poverty. Family is the basic unit, even in primary school social study. They will teach you that. And so, the idea of family was first God's idea. It was God's idea to have the family. And the reason is simple. There is an innate desire in the heart of God to have a family. So when God said, let us make man, God was saying, let us have a family. God wanted a family. I've told us many times, God was not looking for worshippers. There are more angels in heaven than there are men on earth. And all the angels were worshipping God. So God was not short of who to give him worship. You understand what I'm saying? So even if every man on earth refused to worship God, the angels are enough. But God created man because he wanted to have a family. That's why the Bible says that all fatherhood heads up in God. So when Jesus came to the scene, he introduced God in a dimension that they never knew God before. Jesus brought them back to the original intention. So Jesus spoke about God as Father. He expressed and showed and revealed the fatherhood of God. 
Because that was what it was from the beginning. And Jesus was at the beginning. So he knew that all that the father really wanted was a family. And so when God gave birth to man, God also created that desire in man and and designed man to flourish and grow in a family system. So the family is very important to God. Let me show you what God says in, in Genesis chapter 12, I think verse 3, talking about Abraham and the family. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. He said, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that cursed thee, and in thee shall all men of the earth be blessed. No. He said, In thee shall all families. So the blessing on Abraham was to be replicated on the family level. Family. Hallelujah. I'll give you another scripture just to emphasize that. The same Genesis chapter 18 verse 19. It's family. 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 18 verse 19. Genesis 18 verse 19. He said, for I know him that he would command his children. You see that? And his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. That means when his family is in the right position, then the blessing will come down. Hallelujah. It is hard, even in our world today, to find successful people who do not exist in a family structure. It is not possible. So the family is very important to God. He said when when he has put his children and his household together, then the blessing would come. He said, for I know Abraham. So God's choice of Abraham was his ability to operate in a family structure. And that's what will bring down the blessing. He said, in these are all the families of the earth be blessed now a few things i want to just you know put out there to help you is that god designed the family as the first source of spiritual training and preparation for life spiritual inspiration and motivation for the members first source of inspiration is in the family system that individual family members learn to serve and support one another it's in the family system that values are learned and transmitted god designed the family so that nobody can be alone until today nothing is as strong as the support a person gets from his family because everything you know whether you are going to be a successful adult or not to a large extent is dependent on the family structure that's why till today when you take a study of people from healthy families and people from perhaps broken homes, you will always see the difference. You, you, you guys know I, I, I love watching wildlife. That's my favorite program on TV, not the movies. I love the movies, but for me, wildlife documentary is beautiful. Do you know why? I get to learn things in their natural states where they have not been um, corrupted by civilization in quote because the of the problems we are having now with the family is because of the idea of civilization and we'll come to them because that's the focus of today so one day i was watching this pride of lions the male lions are the defenders of the pride 
their job just as the man is in the home is to protect and discipline the younger ones so the male lion because he has a very large territory to cover so usually what it does is that he roams around his territory and the larger the territory the longer it takes for him to come back home now this particular pride had some adolescent males that had grown up while their dad had gone away now how you know them is at times they are bigger than maybe like they are called teenagers maybe they are like um, two to three years old they are no longer lion cubs but you cannot call them adult males so when you look at them they may ha they have the mane but it's usually not full and it's not dark and then they are as big as the female so the job of the of the female lion is to hunt and then to reproduce and take care of the young ones but to defend the pride is the job of the lion so that's why the lioness will not meet with a weak lion because the survival of her offspring is dependent on his ability to defend them because the way lions increase their territory is to conquer prides you understand what i'm saying now so it happened that i was watching this particular lion pride and then the adolescent males were just misbehaving they were not joining in the hunt but the moment they are, they are the lionesses kill they will rush there quickly and you know they were not taking of the younger ones they were a whole lot of things that they were doing guess what the moment that daddy returned he came with discipline and within two days he sacked them out of the pride and that's a natural trend with lions but what am i heading at the absence of their father denied them certain vital learnings that would have helped them to comport themselves in the family structure another experience this one was with elephants this particular group of elephants were so aggressive young males very aggressive they will see a hippo you know hippos are also big but not as big as the elephant and then they would kill the hippos they were just destroying things and so it took the scientists were now wondering why are these group of young elephants behaving like this and then they observed that the male elephants the big the daddies had been killed by poachers so these young men were without a father figure so they were running rampage everywhere that is exactly how the absence of a f a firm family structure and even in our society today we see it among our friends and co-workers and everybody that's why you need to be careful how you treat and regard the family because the devil is fighting against the family the same way it fought against the first family praise god okay quickly so a few more things to note down before we begin to look at some of the things that are happening um, around us today the family is designed to provide the physical emotional social economic and spiritual needs of his members so that they can become productive and useful to god's work the family is the first place where members learn to serve and support one another it is a place where values are learned and transmitted families provide a setting for personal growth it is in the family that a child first learns how to relate with other people just imagine what happens if we pick a child after the day he was born and took him to solitary confinement 
Then he becomes a teenager or an adult. You bring him out. He's completely useless. It is in the family structure we learn to give and receive love. It's in the family structure we learn to give and receive discipline. We learn respect. We learn roles and duties. It's in the family structure we understand our identity and who we are. So people with supportive families naturally do better in life. The statistics are there everywhere. Now, these things I have told you about the family is the very reason why the devil is also interested in the family. Don't forget, before man was created, the devil had had a supremacy tussle with God. The Bible says that the devil was one of God's angels. And at some point he was wondering, why should everybody worship God? Why can't we be worshipped and do the things that we want to do? And then one third of the angels agreed with him. And said, ah, this thing is, um, how do they call it again? It's oppression. It's not, uh, it's not fair. And then they took up arms and they fought with the angels that supported God. And they were defeated. From that day, the Bible said the devil was cast down to where? To the earth. The moment God said, I want to have a family and I want him to subdue the earth and to replenish it. Because the devil has spoiled the earth. Remember, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, he said, God created the heavens and the earth. Then in verse 2, he now said the earth was without form and void. What did happen? Between verse 1 and verse 2, we are millions of years. Where the devil ran rampage on the earth and destroyed everything. So God created man to replenish. The word replenish is like to renovate, to bring back to life. Do you understand that now? Yet, the people that God has created to bring back and to replenish the earth were going to be an extension of God. They were going to be God's family. So the devil's plan from the beginning and strategy has been to thwart everything God wanted to do with man. And so since the family was the most important unit of society, the devil also targeted the family. And so in chapter 3, after God has created the man and blessed him in chapter 1 and chapter 2, in chapter 3, the devil comes to the scene. And guess where he focused? He didn't go to the lions. He didn't go to the chimpanzees. He didn't go to the monkeys. He went to the man. And guess what? He went to the core of the man's family. The woman. The most important person in the home. And all he wanted was to corrupt man so that man will refuse the authority of God. And that's why today societies that have expelled God from the family structure are suffering. So when you gulp those things coming from the West and you say because it's coming from the West then it is good, you are in error. Because there are lots of poison now that are coming from there. Lots and lots of poison. Hallelujah. Some of us just think that because it is from the West, then it is from civilization. It is more productive. It is better. I'm happy that some of the things that they started many years ago, the results are showing now. So that those that are discerning can look at the results of some of these things that they started many years ago and see how it affects society. And quickly, I will go to some of the strategies that the devil is using today to fight the family system.
hallelujah hallelujah because if the individual is going to flourish he must have a backbone he must have a resting place you know when you when you meet challenges out there and you come home and your family is supporting there is nothing you cannot surmount there is nothing that's why they say a brother is born for what adversity adversity it's only in the home that you are accepted whether you fail or succeed when you are a successful man you have plenty friends even enemies will convert to become your friends when you are successful but when you fail only family is there to support you family is powerful very powerful hallelujah okay so the devil took interest in the family because his overall strategy is to frustrate everything god has created that tussle is still there it's still there he's still interested so what are some of the things that the devil is using to fight families in our day I'll quickly go around them because there are a few of them I want to spend time on uh, because of the importance. Number one, which we see in Genesis chapter 3, is a direct rebellion against God. Direct rebellion against God. So the devil came and said, Ah, Eve, have you checked out that fruit? He said, which one? He said, that one at the middle of the garden. He said, ah, no, that one, God said we shouldn't touch it all. That the day that we eat it, that we will die. He said, ah, God knows that if you eat it, you'll be as smart as God. Disobey him, eat it. You will see that it is good and you will be as smart as God. But was that not a deception? Because they were already like, we say, in the image of God created he them. But the idea, what he was targeted on, was to incite rebellion against God. And today, there are societies, in fact we live, it's not even societies, our society is included, where you cannot completely, boldly again refer to God. Brother Stanley was sharing some things with us, when you watch cable TV, the most popular one now, and you see some of those movies and acts and all that. When they want to mention God, they mute it. Do you, do you, do you realize that? Uh-huh. Except when you are using it to curse. Where do you think all these things are coming from? There is a hatred against God that the enemies of the family are propagating. So when you are for God, they can sideline you. Some of the things that you are seeing today um, that is being pushed by the, by the homosexual society is heavily funded from even the United Nations. So we cannot afford to be complacent. Hatred against God. In some states in the U.S., the word God has been taken away from curriculum in schools. Taken away. You can't mention God. Now they are trying to take away father and mother as well. It starts from first rebellion against God, then they now target. You know, you know what they call soft targets. Remove God first, then expose the underbelly of the family. Then they focus on the mother, the father, and the children, and they have programs for all of them. I'm coming to some of those things now. So it's the first direct rebellion against God. That's the first thing the devil instituted. So that man will see God as the spoiler of fun. 
man will see God as a sadist. Man will see God as an unnecessary bully. And then once that hatred has been generated, everything God tells you to do, you will see it from that color. You know, when you wear a blue sunglasses, everything you look at will become what? Blue. That's what they call perspective. Number two, which I want to spend a lot more time on, sexual immorality. And when you study, even from the Bible time, you will see that most of the wickedness that man devised, a lot of them started after sexual immorality. Or a lot of them go with sexual immorality. Because when God created them male and female, the moment God made them male and female, he instituted their sexuality. That the fact that they were male and female already included sex. Because sex was never the devil's idea, it was God's idea. And guess what? The sexual emotion is the strongest physical emotion known to man. Nothing is stronger than it. That's why it's causing a lot of problems in society. Hunger can be suspended when sexual drive kicks in. I'm telling you, the need for clothes, uh -uh, that's the first thing that goes now. Sexual drive is so powerful. It does not respect position. It does not respect status. That you are a big man, it doesn't respect you. And guess what? It also does not respect anointing. Man of God, I never lie. <laughs> it's so powerful. But it's actually the, a gift that God instituted to help husband and wife enjoy support and pleasure from one another. So the first thing the devil did was to, first of all, bring down the standard to make it illicit and everywhere. You know when you have something that is everywhere, it reduces its value. Abi? When supply is greater than demand, what happens to price? It falls. That's a basic principle of economics. And you can hear them today. There are a lot of campaigns against the restriction of sex. You see people fighting it like they are fighting. Their life depends on it. At times you start wondering, ah, is it not just this thing? So sexual immorality is a tool against the family. Because look at it this way. That man that has gone out there, protects the family, provides for the family, he gets home and he's comforted by his wife. Now, now, when you now give it to him without the responsibility, what do you think is going to happen? That is the target. It's not the fun that is in the sex. It is the fact that it becomes pervasive. It loses its meaning. So people now go for sex without commitment. Praise God. Praise God. Hmm. So many impacts that that has. You know, I spent a lot of time yesterday talking to the teenagers on sexual purity. And so today there are so many wrong teachings and ideas on sex. If you watch some of those movies produced by Hollywood, you can just buy a girl a cup of coffee and the next thing she's in your bed. As cheap as that. Oh, hi, how are you? The next thing. She's there. As cheap as that. What actually is happening? They're trying to remove the restrictions. And then if you also look at idol worship, especially in the Bible days, some of those temples of Baal and some of those other gods that the people were serving, do you realize that sex was included in the worship? They were what they call temple prostitutes. 
The devil taught them because the devil wanted to replicate everything God has made and to pollute it. So they taught them that for you to ascend to the level in that they are worship, for you to ascend to the level where you will contact God, you have to do it in the place of sex. So they were temple prostitutes who their duty was to sleep with the men who were worshipping God. It was instituted as an act of worship. That's why till today, your attitude towards sex tells the God that you worship. Your sexuality is linked with your spirituality. If you worship the God of the Bible and you are obedient to him, it will reflect in your sexuality and how you express it. Praise God. Okay. So what are the other impacts that it has? So when you remove sex from the context of marriage, it becomes illicit. And today, one of the things that have destroyed families the most is illicit sex. Because it opens doors to all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Hallelujah. And then, of course, some people worship sex. That's the only thing they respond to. There's no time to go deep into this. There's a lot to talk about there. But let's look at the one that some time ago looked like something that we should never bother about. But today, it's not only on our doorsteps, it's in our bedrooms. Homosexuality. I was reading some things online yesterday, and I saw a lot of people who said that God was never direct on homosexuality. Let's, let's check. Leviticus, please. Chapter 18, verse 22. Because right here in this crowd... There are some people that feel it's not their business. There are some people who come to church who also think that homosexuality is by preference. It's what you want to do as long as it doesn't affect me. Whatever you do, do. See, but the beautiful thing is that right in our eyes, we are seeing that it's no longer a private thing. Because the guys who are doing it don't just want to do it in the secret and walk away. They are now foisting it on everybody. Because it's a strategy. There's an agenda. Are we there? It says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. Can you put this in maybe a newer translation, amplified? So that it's easier for everybody to understand what it's saying. He says, You shall not lie intimately with a male as one lies with a female. It is what? Repulsive. Repulsive. Look at the next verse. He said, you shall not have intimate relations with any animal to be defiled with. You know that the doctrine of bestiology is rampant now. I actually saw online, there is a community online that is over 10,000 members in the States and across the world that is called the beast, is that the beast colony or something? You know what ties them together? Sexual relationship with animals. Cats, dogs, sheep, goats, birds, insects. There are even some people that are sexually attracted to inanimate objects. Car, cops. But you know where it started from? First of all, make sex cheap. Remove it from the context of marriage. 
when they had done that and they were no longer satisfied then they expanded it now you see the way you react when you hear that people are having sex with animals that's how it used to sound those days when you hear that a man is having sex with a man but now it's a law in some places there is same-sex marriage we'll come to that is this not a direct instruction from god is there anything hidden here is there any difference in context on this okay in case it doesn't still fit in let's go to romans chapter one romans chapter one because they said that god never said anything about homosexuality in the bible let's look at from verse 24 to verse 27 romans chapter one 24 to verse 27 he said therefore god gave them over in the lust of their own hearts to sexual what impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them abandoning them to the degrading power of sin we saw yesterday when we we're discussing with agape for the scripture in um in first corinthians when the bible says every sin that a man commits is outside the body he said but he that commits sexual sin sins against his own body his own body because by choice they exchange the truth of god for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen 26 for this reason god gave them over to degrading and vile passions for their women exchange the natural function for that which is unnatural a function contrary to nature you know why this is so amazing that even among animals animals are regarded as very low in terms of social order animals don't practice homosexuality but it is the man that says he is smart and in fact it's coming from the places that you regard the people to be civilized no man would get into homosexuality without the aid of an evil spirit i had an experience sometime 92 93 we're teenagers we're still in agape force so we had a program um and then a young man came i still remember he wasn't a teenager he was older than us maybe he's 23 24 thereabout and he said he had a problem he needed prayers so i said what the problem was i think he was masturbating uh, maybe it was homosexual i can't remember much of what it was but it was a sexual sin it was disturbing him it was making him very miserable he couldn't concentrate in class he couldn't do anything for himself he was becoming a social misfit he wasn't part of our fellowship i don't know how he heard about the program and came so i i just called some of my guys i said okay kneel down let's let's pray for this brother this guy and then we laid hands brother gilbert to pray for him the moment i laid hands on him and we were praying the guy just went down on his fours like an animal, twisted his head, his eyes rolled back, and he brought out his tongue and started barking like a dog. He was demon-possessed. He was demon-possessed. And now this is where you draw the line. We don't hate homosexuals, but we, what's the word? We pity them. Let me use that word well. Because the homosexual needs help. It is a spirit that has come upon him that is making him find something that is against nature. It's like somebody wants to eat and instead of putting the food in his mouth, he's putting it in his anus. That's what homosexuality is like. 
Because no other part of man is designed for sex except the genitals. But look at it here. He said God gave them to vile affection. Vile. He says, and in the same way also the men turned away from the natural function of the woman and were consumed with their desire towards one another. Men with men committing what? Shameful acts and in return receiving in their own bodies the inevitable what? And appropriate penalty for their own doing. This morning while I was preparing, I took out time to look at the rate of transmission of sexually transmitted diseases in homosexual partners. Check it online. You will find out that the spread of sexually transmitted diseases is higher amongst homosexual couples. In fact, AIDS was first discovered among homosexuals. Okay, look at this. So, you have this issue with homosexuality which used to be hidden many years back. Because even in Bible days, there were men like that. Go back to Genesis chapter 6, you will see it. When God said, I repented me that I created man. They were doing all sorts of... Why did God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? It was things like this. So it's been there since. But men were hiding it. Then all of a sudden, the devil gave some courage to some celebrities to start saying that they were doing this evil thing. And they called it coming out of the closet. And when they came out, the whole world will applaud them. They didn't stop there. Now they are pushing it down as an agenda worldwide. Supported by the United Nations. You don't know why they fought Jonathan seriously? Because of that law they passed against homosexuality. It was one of the reasons America refused to give them weapons to fight Boko Haram. Unfortunately, the guys in America who pushed these things are mainly the guys that you and I like. The Democrats. Okay, let's not go into American politics. <laughs> we are not there. We are here, Abby. Okay. So, homosexuality has become a world agenda. And they disguise it at human rights. They say it is their rights what they want. Okay, some consenting adults can say, well, it's okay, you do what you want to do. But they didn't stop there. They then came back and say, we must be allowed to marry each other. Ha. As if that was not bad enough, they came back and say, if Adam and Steve are husband and wife, then Adam and Steve must have children. Adam and Steve. I didn't say Adam and Eve. Because that's what homosexuality preaches. Okay, let me give you some of the some of the side effects, some of the ways that society is suffering from homosexual relationship. The first thing is that it counters reproduction. Remember, when God blessed Adam and Eve, he said to them, go and what? Multiply. Homosexuality makes it impossible to multiply. Now you see why it's a strategy of the devil. Because there is no way no science. You see, why they can take hormone-inducing drugs you know, for a man to grow breasts and all that, they cannot make a man to have a womb and carry a baby. Impossible. 
So guess what happens? The first family that the devil has destroyed through immorality, through selfishness or whatever, and they have children and they cannot take care of the children, the children are taken to orphanages and some of the healthcare centers. That Adam and Steve then step forward. Is that not double jeopardy? And now collects that child that has been denied the opportunity of growing under a healthy family and now adopt that child. Because Adam and Steve cannot have children on their own. So they then go and adopt that unfortunate child and bring the child home and say, Adam is father, Steve is mother. And as you and I are speaking, there are curriculum pushed down from the West, supported by the United Nations. You can check it online where they are teaching children how that man and man can be a couple. In fact, the most disturbing one we saw this week and we discussed a love nest, they call it comprehensive sex education. At age four and less, they are teaching children pornography, they are teaching them masturbation, they call it sexual alignment and discovery. You need to check it out online. It's there. You'll see it. Hallelujah. So the first thing, it counters reproduction. The second thing is that it has been shown from studies that children from homosexual uh, marriages or homes do poorer in academics, do poorer socially, do poorer in many things. It's online. I'm not telling you things. It's not in the Bible. It's online. Check. Google it when you get home. Impact of homosexuality on society. I'm glad that these results are showing now. It's no longer future. They're showing now. So they do poorer academics, socially, even emotional, relationship-wise, and also at higher risk of sexual confusion. Why wouldn't they be confused? So that's why those guys are pushing that in the school curriculum, there should be nothing like father and mother. They should rather be parents. You see the deception? So they are now fighting all the traditions, everything that is celebrated around marriages. They are fighting it to destroy it. And what is going to happen? How can a child who grew up under two men as husband and wife, how can he relate well in society? Think about it. How can he do well? Hallelujah. And so also with same-sex marriage is another tool that the devil is using to destroy society. And in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus talking about marriage said, Have you not heard that he said to them, at the beginning he made them male and female? Simple and clear. He made them male and female. That's how God established marriage. Another tool that the devil is using today is loss of sexual identity. And this is one of the things that are in the root of that comprehensive sex education. It tells you that this is your baby boy. You can't say he's a boy or a girl. They say let the child be the one to choose whether he's a male or female. <laughs> and so when the boy thinks that ah, he thinks like he's a girl, then they expose him to sex hormones. They start injecting him. If he's a boy, they start injecting him with estrogen and some other chemicals for him to start developing the body shape of a woman. But his spirit and his real organs are still there. 
So they just useless the poor guy. Right now, in some places, when you go to a restroom, they longer put male, female. Because you can see somebody that looks like a man, and then he tells you that he's not a man. If I can sue you to court for calling him a man. That's how confused those societies are. And that's where all of us want to go to. Because they don't take light there. And there are no mosquitoes. So loss of sexual identity is another tool. Another tool is this one is also very huge. And I will close with it. The feminist philosophy. In the early 1920s, especially in places like America, there were huge discrimination against women. Women were not allowed to vote. Women were not allowed to work. And when they worked, a woman does the same work a man does. The woman earns less. The discriminations were huge. A woman was not supposed to do any other thing but to stay at home. Now, there's a positive to that. I mean, the, the staying at home part. Okay. And so, a lot of women activists rose up to fight against that discrimination. Unfortunately, it was the same time, too, that the society was fighting the racism, discrimination against blacks. So, they fused these two things together. And so, they were using the, the structures that the equality activists were using to fight against discrimination against blacks, and they replicated it to fight on discrimination against women. And so, women had a lot of things to contend with at that time. So, it was logical for people to support the movement. But as time progresses, the real agenda against the family started to show where a lot of women now began to say that if you are a woman and you do not have a career, then you are less of a human being. You are useless. So in pushing that ideology, they, they made the woman to begin to then look down on the biological role of wife and mother. Because there is a way a woman will nourish and nurture a child that a man with all his skills will never be able to do. So they started pushing at that. They started pushing at that. And so some of those women, in the bid to actualize that respect and societal acceptance, now relegated the issue of being wives and mothers to the background and started pursuing career instead. I see that was not enough. They then came to the point where the woman now thinks that everything that is designed to protect her is designed to discriminate her. So you find a situation where some people discredit the Bible and say that the Bible is a male origination, a device by male. He said, who told you that God is male? In fact, there are some Bible versions now where they have changed all those things. So when you say God, he, you don't have to push she. Google it, you will see those Bible versions. <laughs> they are there. So part of the things that that movement has caused, that philosophy has, well, because it kept evolving with time. 
they kept including things. So you now see some set of young women who hate everything male. They see it as repressive. They see it as oppressive. They question, why should a woman be subject to her husband? For instance. So they hate the institution of marriage. But what they fail to understand is that a woman is most protected when she is submissive to her husband. Because the role of a woman and the role of a man are different. A woman fights her husband for love, but the foolish thing she does not know is that to get that love is easier when you submit. A man naturally loves a woman that submits because the submissive woman appeals to his emotions. Now, equality with man does not necessarily mean that the woman should be the head of the home. Men and women are equal. It's in the face of God and in the face of society, that's how it should be. But men and women are not the same. And the role of a man and the role of a woman are two distinct, very powerful, unexchangeable roles in the home. Praise God. So you see them, they write and say all sorts of things against marriage, against any institution that suggests that a man should have the headship. Some tell you, some feminists tell you, I don't need a man in my life. They tell you and they type all that on social media and you like it, you do all that, but they go home and grab their pillow and cry their hearts out. They won't tell you that. So in trying to push for the right of the woman, they have allowed the devil to use them to now in a level where the woman is now suffering from what she thought was going to help her in the first place. I'll give you, as I round off, a few of the impacts that that movement had caused. Because it's about 40 years old. There are studies now that are coming out now to show the impacts of this philosophy on society. It's no longer future. It's now. I'll give you a few of them. Hmm. The first thing is an attack on the, on the motherhood and the role of wife. Even when you look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, you will see where the Bible mentioned that in the last days, perilous times would come where men would begin to teach false doctrine and they would begin to say things that women should not marry. It's there. You will see it. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, and even 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, it addresses the same issues. Another thing is that it has led families to be in crisis. Now, don't forget, as we discuss these issues, don't forget where we are coming from. We are looking at the strategies that the devil is using to fight against families today. And the reason the devil is fighting against family is because God instituted family to give structure and balance to society. And the devil wants to destroy society. But in the name of civilization, we are towing the line of the devil and agreeing to suppress and to destroy society. So you have families in crisis where the woman does not understand her place and understand the place of the man. And then you have tussles and then broken homes and then issues. Now I am not saying all men are good. They are wicked men, more wicked than beasts. That's why before you marry, you take time to seek counsel. Love is not enough. 
let me repeat it love is not what enough when you are choosing a life partner i love him is not enough love is just a simple sexual attraction in most cases i've taught you guys that here last series of relationships is simplified i told you how it is to fall in love you can manipulate it from beginning to end smart guys know how to do it and they do it well you can manipulate a woman to fall in love with you from beginning to end you can put it test script. Step one, do this. I can, give, I can give you five steps. So it's not enough. You must spend time to watch character, consistency. You need to watch what are the repeated patterns. That's the part they can't fool. No player can change the patterns. If you know what you are looking for, you will see the patterns. There are patterns. Then, of course, you have absentee mothers who neglects the children and the home in pursuit of other things. And a lot of this is driven by selfishness. Because truly, to build a home, both male and female must be able to make sacrifices. Sacrifices. There are times some women have come to that point where they have to choose their home against their career. But most times, it's sweeter with the understanding of the man. It's always a pay. Every woman who is successful in career today, sit them down and ask them. They have to come to that point where they made that decision. Every woman faces it. Every career woman faces it. Most, most, mark my word, most will really prefer to be home because of the family. Most. But because of the economic realities of the day, it's easier when two people are earning an income than when one is doing it. So a lot of women actually, because in doing that, let me tell you what has happened, women actually now do more than they should have done. So in liberating them, they actually put them more in problem. That's what has happened. But it's important what comes into your heart and what you believe. And what you believe. You must know the cause and effects. When you want to accept those ideologies, settle down, quiet down first. Look at this impact in the societies where they are being pushed. It's not difficult to know. You will see it. You will see it. Not everything is logical, men and brethren. There are some things where faith is all that you need to survive. But for me, I have made up my mind when it comes to an issue of opinion, I'd rather stick with God's opinion. Because God has been there from the beginning and he sees the end. Abi? So what he says is the right way to go. Since I don't know because I'm limited by knowledge and experience, it's better for me, safer for me to hold on to him and follow him. So this morning I want us to pray a simple prayer for the family. Because family affects all of us. Every one of us here came from a family and every one of us here desires a family of our own. What you allow in that family is important. I want you to make up your mind that you will stand against anything that destroys the family. Anything that stands against God's instituted authority in the home. Anything that stands against the welfare of, of families, of marriages. When you subscribe to it, you are completely going against God. And there is no middle ground. When you are going against God, you are furthering the agenda of the devil. 
God loves families. God instituted families. And so we must protect them. Protect it. Protect the institution of marriage. Honor it. He says marriage is honorable above all. And the bed undefiled. He said, but one mongers, God will judge. If you have a family this morning, which I believe everybody does, in case you have identified one thing that the devil is using to fight against your family, I want you to address it this morning in one minute. And talk to God about your family. If you are a single man, a single woman who is trusting God that one day you will have your own home, I want you to pray for that home, that future. That's one thing that God helped me back in my university days. Even without knowing who I was going to marry, I was already praying for my family. So I'm not surprised the things that I see today. I want you to talk to God about your plans for the future. God, I will get it right. I will not miss it in this area. Grant me wisdom to know how to balance career and my role at home. Help me. Help me to understand the things that I need to understand. Help me to come into the right relationships. Help me. Help me. I want to get it right. I want to get it right. If your home is suffering right now, I want you to address that thing. Whatever it is that the devil is using to fight it. The Bible says we are not ignorant of his devices. Ask God to help you. Come against that issue. That misunderstanding. Speak against it. Because God is backing your world with power and authority. In the name of Jesus. I pray for the homes here represented. Every marriage that is here represented. That you will flourish under the umbrella of God. I pray that nothing will be able to adulterate that which you have. I pray that you'll be stronger and stronger as you do the will of the Father, recognizing your roles and your position. I pray that you will do well as a home, as a home fortified against the advances of the enemy and that God will use you to further his agenda in this world. I pray that you'll be a blessing to society in the name of Jesus. And for you who is single, I pray for you today that God will guide your steps, that your eyes be filled with the wisdom of God, that your heart be inundated with the power of the Most High, that you will make the choices that are right, the choices that will elevate you, the choices that will build you, the choices that will help you to come into the kind of home that God wants you to have. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is well with you because God's hand is upon you. May his thoughts towards you be fulfilled. May his plans for you come to fruition. And may you enjoy the fullness of life as God intended. In Jesus' name, amen. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, visit our website, www dot church for real dot org church for real influence your world